while that energy is high, that that is captured and we can start to bring that into whatever, you know, our case study or testimonial usages. And I think that's really important, getting that case study when the energy is high. So I think you really need to think about what your process is so that you can capture them at the right time. What got you here won't get you there. It's time to uncover the micro shifts required to take your income, influence, and impact to the next level. I'm Melanie Benson. And I'm Samantha Riley. And this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. Now let's get started. There's so much noise out in the world. It's a crowded market. So as experts, how do we establish our credibility quickly? That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how you can make your results stand out. I love this conversation. And I know one of the kind of conflicts, if you will, is people know that results sell, but sometimes they're like, how do I showcase my results in a way so that it's not coming across hypey and braggadocious. And I know a lot of people, they want to be authentic and they want showcasing these results to come across in a way that's really appealing to a potential client. So mm. we're going to share today some of the proven strategies of sharing these kind of results so that they're super magnetic and very compelling to your audience, but in a way that you know, feels aligned with who you are and the way you like to show up as a branded expert. Absolutely. I want to start off by covering the difference between case studies versus testimonials, because I certainly have my clients asking me this a lot. How do we get testimonials? And they think about things like when I run a workshop, I want people to fill out some sort of survey, letting me know what they think. And something that one of my very first mentors said to me is we don't want our prospects to clap we want them to throw money and what he was trying to say by that is we don't want them to tell us how great we are we want to show rather the results that we're getting for clients so that they can understand how it applies to them yeah and when i think about some of the ways that we're gonna give you strategies to showcase these results i think about when I experience them, they're very like they're attention interrupting, right? Like they grab attention, they interrupt your scrolling on social or, you know, like if you're going through a bunch of emails that you've been reading and, and the ones that give you results in a way that's like stand out, you consume them mm. and they make you remember, mm. right? It's like, I think the word remarkable and memorable is coming up as we're talking about this. They oftentimes feel remarkable and they make you stand out as a go-to authority. So let's talk about what a case study is and some of the ways that we've been using them that help people maybe get off the fence and say yes. And then we'll unpack testimonials and share a couple little bonus techniques and how we help people experience results. Totally. Why don't you share a couple of ways you guys are using your case studies? So actually, before I share how we're using them, I'd love to share what we want to include in a case study, because I think 
using a something that's like hey melanie i just wanted to shoot you a quick video to say i was at your mastermind the other day and it was fantastic and that doesn't really grab the attention of someone else because they don't know what fantastic is where a case study is your client talking about things like where they were before they started working with you what was going on in their world what challenges were they experiencing what was it that inspired them to reach out in the first place what was that catalyst moment what are the results that they've had since working with you what did we work on together what was the three greatest shifts we had and by telling this story it helps other people to see oh i'm in that position now maybe i should go and work with this person so that's to me the difference of what a case study is rather than a testimonial one of the places that i love to use this is we publish the major part of our case studies on our blog and then use smaller parts of that on sales pages and opt-in pages that's a really great place where people are in a decision making process and they may need something just to tip them over the edge or to help them have a small amount of trust in what you're doing. Yeah, it's funny. We actually are doing something on our blog too. We're just getting ready to release this where we're showcasing case studies of clients who've had big wins and big strategies. And we're kind of doing it in a bit of a magazine format. And what I find is like, our clients are actually excited to help write it because we're showcasing them, their business and their, you know, their wins and we're putting them in a great light. And I think this is a really like, this is a win, win, win. Like, yes, they get a great visibility. And I don't know about you, Sam, but actually sometimes when I've given a testimonial or helped create a case study for a vendor, I actually get clients from that later because <laughs> somebody may run across that and go, oh, wow, like I like what that person's doing. Mm. But I think also this is a great win for you, the vendor, because you're going to attract clients and it's a win for the potential client because now they're seeing, oh, I have this problem, like you're saying before, and this person can help me solve this problem. I want results like so-and-so. Mm. So I think the case study showcase on a blog is a great way to do that. How do you, like, how else do you use case studies? I use them in webinars to seed what a potential client may, you know, want to experience or get some sort of outcome. So I'm using small parts of that story to say, you know, just like so-and-so, just like Janet did in my program, this is sort of where she was at this is what she did and this is the outcomes she achieved. So I'm sort of breaking it down and, make, and putting it into bite-sized chunks, which when you've got a case study, you're able to do that in a lot of different areas. What are some of the other areas that you're using them in, Melanie? One of my favorite places to use case studies versus just straight testimonials is in a email launch sequence. And we mm -hmm. sometimes will do them in like a standalone email broadcast to our community. But I find them highly effective when we're doing a sequence to invite people to join a program, sharing case studies, not just a, hey, here's like so-and-so's testimonial, but literally unpacking, here's where they were. This is why they started working with me. 
here was like the big turning point, as you said before. And here are the outcomes they're getting right now. Mm. And unpacking that in a story-like fashion yeah. is highly effective way to showcase results. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's like you're telling a story. It's not just a small clip. It's telling a story. And I think that being able to use those same case studies in an auditory format on a podcast is also a really great way, especially in a launch sequence. If you're doing a launch, you've got the emails going out, you're also speaking to that client on a podcast interview as well. That's just like, oh, they're hearing the voice, they're seeing the story. It's really building that trust. I agree. I want to unpack that one just a little bit more because I want to know a little bit more how you structure that because I think I do it differently. And I think sharing both might be really interesting for our community today. Can you just share a little bit more about how you might highlight a case study in your podcast? Yeah. And you're right. I do do it a little bit different in a podcast because it's a lot in a podcast. I would be making it more about the story. You know, we want to know a little bit more. We've got a little bit more time than we do in a blog. So I'd be sharing more about that person's business in a podcast. Mm. Yeah. So one of the ways I've done it on a podcast, and I'm going to share a couple of examples. I'll share another one a little bit later, but I might actually interview or not, I'm sorry, not interview, but do a actual like strategies, mini strategy session, or I might like have somebody come on who's got a specific problem and coach them live. Like I call it on-air coaching. Mm-hmm. I haven't done one of these in a while, but these were very effective as a way of them really hearing firsthand what kind of results somebody's getting by coaching them in that moment. It's almost like it's a live case study. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a different way I've done a case study type uh-huh. podcast. Well, that's interesting because I've also done those interviews and I didn't even think about it as a case study. But it is because it's highlighting your coaching and what you can do on the spot and how you work. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I think they both work and they're both they're different experiences that you're creating for your audience, but both are ultimately showcasing who you are, the way you work and what kind of results you're creating, which again, as you mentioned earlier, it highlights credibility, but it also starts to build that know, like, and trust factor Because it's like somebody's eavesdropping in live on the experience you're creating. Yeah, love that so much. So we've talked a bit about case studies and I mentioned that testimonials aren't always as usable, but there are different ways to use testimonials. How are some of the ways that you use testimonials? Hmm. Yeah. And I want to say one thing about that, because to me, a case study is deeply unpacking how you went from problem to outcome, right? Mm -hmm. The testimonial is more like a highlight, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And you can Mm -hmm. coach people on how to give you really good testimonials. But you're right. Like I've had a lot of people give me testimonials where you're like, well, I know you feel good, but what what was actually different? Yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Give us specifics. (laughs) Yes. And also, you know, this is coming to me as we're making this transition. Sometimes you can give a case study and you don't actually have to divulge somebody's name, but you can highlight the transformation that occurred without, you know, somebody having to specifically write out a testimonial, whereas a testimonial is something you really need to get permission to use from a client. I just want to point that out. 
we use them in a lot of ways. And I'll let you talk about a couple that are important to you. But one unique thing we do is we put testimonials on many of our order forms. Mm -hmm. So we're used to recognizing them on sales pages and things like that. But we actually will put it on the order form because by the time somebody clicks to buy something, we want again to repeat and reinforce all the different ways in which our clients have gotten results. So that is one of the kind of clever places we might highlight a testimonial from a real client. Mm, I love that so much. It's another way that you can do this, which is just before the sales page. If you're having people join you for a sales call, what I will do is on the thank you page, once they've booked the call, I will have a page of case studies or links to specific case studies. And sometimes I'll even email people if I've done like a, a quick qualifying call with them, they've told me they've got specific challenges. We will email them case studies that are specific to what they've shared with us on the qualifying call so that they can read those case studies before they join us for the sales call. Yeah, I love that idea. That's a really clever way to reinforce results before they get on a phone call and have to make a decision. Mm, mm. You know, I mean, obviously we skipped over this, but I think it's important to remember you want to have them on a sales page. You want to have them on a landing page. You want to have them on or otherwise known as an opt-in page. You want to have them on thank you pages. I think, you know, the more the merrier. <laughs> but I also like to put them like on social media. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of ways you could do that. Sometimes you might do that as a case study, but let's specifically talk about testimonials of your podcast. The, if you're a podcast host or a show host and you get a testimonial from somebody in the form of a review, a show review, or somebody writes you and tells you something they love, spotlight them. Mm -hmm. We've done reels, we've done highlights, we've done carousel posts, we do sometimes just one. But when somebody takes the time to leave you a raving review of your show or gives you feedback about how being a guest on your show has made a big difference for them, you want to showcase that. And so there's a couple of places we do that. We do that all over our social media. We do we have several rave reviews on my podcast show page. But we've also like we do have a pay to be a guest on my show, my Amplifier Success Show. And so we have them all over my that page as well, because we want people to know that people are actually listening to the show and their other guests are telling me they're getting business from my show. Mm. So that's another way to help reinforce a value that someone may be on the fence over. Is this valuable for me or not? Mm, I love that. Wow. That's so cool. The way that you use all of those. And we like we do a lot of these in carousel posts and stories where we're creating images that are branded to the podcast from show uh, podcast reviews show reviews really great way to to share what it is that you're up to i have one more and i don't know if your your brain is populating any other testimonials that you use but i actually have been fortunate enough to get really wonderful feedback about my speaking over the years or me as a guest on someone's show and I keep a speaker slash media page and I'll add those rave reviews. We call them rave reviews to my media page so that somebody who's considering me as a speaker can write there, see 
that I actually deliver when I'm on stage. So I'm not mm. all uh, fluff. <laughs> and I think that's another way that you might consider outside of just straight client testimonials. Think about other feedback you're getting and how that might, when sharing that might help you win more visibility opportunities as well. Absolutely. So I think really what we're talking about here is creating not just credibility, but for me, it's also about creating trust that what you say you do, other people can back up. So it's easier for them to make a decision because they're like, oh, okay, someone else has said that Melanie has delivered on her promise. I'm okay to, to press that button or to book her or to go on her podcast. And to me, that's what this is all about. Yeah, social proof is way more influential than you and your words trying to sell somebody on something. And so whenever we can capture that, and before we move on to our last tip, I think it might be worth saying, like, how do we capture great testimonials and case studies for that matter? I think there's a sweet spot, Sam, and when you capture a client's feedback or someone's feedback on the good work you're doing, I think it can be in the middle of a win being shared. Mm -hmm. I will often say when somebody's saying like, oh my gosh, this worked, I'll say, would it be okay with you if we capture that and showcase you so that other people who may want to solve this problem feel confident choosing me to work with? And 99.5% of the time, I will get a yes and we will follow through immediately so that while that energy is high, that that is captured and mm. we can start to bring that into whatever you know our case study or testimonial usage is yeah and i think that's really important getting that case study when the energy is high i think a lot of people wait until the end of working with someone and once someone's gone through a whole transformation sometimes that excitement's gone or they can't remember those wins in the same way. So capturing them when that excitement is high is definitely worth doing. And sometimes it is at the end. I just recorded a case study last week with a client of mine who'd finished up a three-month business accelerator with me, which is a, I only work with people for three months and it's, you know, hyper, super speedy. We just implement really fast. But I wanted to wait till the end because it is such a short amount of time I wanted some of those processes and systems and different tactics that we were putting in place so that she could get the, you know, the monetary return so that we could capture that. So I think it, it's you really need to think about what your process is so that you can capture them at the right time. Yeah. Uh, one other idea is if you aren't successful in capturing something in the moment, because sometimes people need some time to implement Mm -hmm. One of my best testimonials I ever got from a client ever came 18 months after I finished working with him. Mm -hmm. He had some life stuff going on and he couldn't implement in the moment what he'd invested like $30,000 to learn at the time. And so he, 18 months later, started sending me emails and then started evangelizing to his own community. And I got so many referrals from this gentleman of how, you know, the work we had done had like taken him from 200,000 to 750,000 at the time. And so if I had pushed for that testimonial or that case study in the moment, I may not have gotten the gold, but mm. he just couldn't wait to tell me. And so 
I like to do some follow-ups with people. And if you're doing some kind of an online program, you could send a email request for that, you know, somewhere between a week to two weeks after finishing. But I like to touch base and say, how are things going? You will be blown away what you discover six months, 12 months, 18 months after you complete with a client as well. Love that so much. Love it so much. Let's talk about one other little technique. And I love that you, when we were in the green room talking about today's episode, you brought the idea of seeding up mm. because it is a subtle but highly effective way to showcase results. Do you want to share what you mean by seeding and how you guys do that? Absolutely. So I use seeding a lot in my content. It can be used in webinars. I usually use it if I'm speaking or on video rather than writing, although you can use it in writing as well. And this is you're seeding your program in a way that you're not necessarily focusing the conversation on your program, but you're just subtly bringing it in. So if I was creating a video, I would seed my program something like this. So I was just on a Q&A call with my clients in the Experts Collective the other day and we were chatting with Sonia and Sonia's just achieved this result and I want to talk about that today so I can help you to do that too. So it's something like that. You're just dropping a seed and you're moving on. You're not highlighting it. It's just, oh, Sam's got a program called the Experts Collective. I wonder what that's all about. And this, I really love seeding because it feels aligned and it feels not spammy and icky mm -hmm. when you're doing it rather than just saying, oh, so I've got this program and being all bro marketer about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> bro marketer. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you brought this into social proof and this conversation today because I could think of hundreds of ways that seeding is going to help you do a very tiny like preview of a case study without unpacking a whole case study. I use these all the time when I'm a guest on someone else's podcast. And if you're not doing this, you definitely want to add this in right now is like tiny little references to programs when you're giving an example. I also really like when people do seating in, let's say a social post or I actually do this in my newsletter all the time, but I want to talk about social posts. You can do a social post where you're you're maybe sharing a tip or an insight and you can just seed that this is something you created for your XYZ program, mm -hmm. right? And so seeding has a lot of potential and everybody can use this. The trick is to not make every sentence a seeding of a program. Yeah, <laughs> I totally. I one time, Sam. Let's talk about what not to do with seeding. Yeah. <laughs> I interviewed a very well-known marketer. Let's just say he's one of the elite bro marketers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I won't say who it is. Uh, very popular. And literally, he spent 20 minutes dropping one seed after another, name dropping, you know, results showcasing. But it was so much in such a short period of time, it really came across very it was too slick. Like it was too yeah. hypey. Yeah. So, you know, these things that we're sharing with you today, you want to do them elegantly. Mm -hmm. You want to do them confidently and you want to do them in a way that's think about what's the value for the listener. Absolutely. Absolutely. So shifting that mindset away from how do I showcase my results to what is a meaningful outcome that if I could showcase it this way for the person listening, 
if they've got this challenge or they want this outcome, it's going to be very compelling to them. Yeah, it's, I think the shift that you're talking about is we're coming from a place of service rather than from a place of selling our services. And when we do that elegantly, and I love that you use that word, you know, it will do both. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. Well, Sam, we both have some ways that we can take this conversation and maybe even give live examples of how Mm -hmm. we might intertwine some case studies and testimonials into actual content that people consume. Why don't you share what yours is? Yeah, totally. So I have got some case studies on my blog, which you can just grab at samanthariley.global forward slash blog. No need to opt in or anything. There's some there, but I will specifically link up some of those case studies in the show notes so that you can see the way that we use them in our business. And, you know, once we've got our main case study, that's when we break it down and use it in lots of different places. But that will give you a really great idea of how you can, I guess, put your case studies together. I'm actually going to go check that out. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that you've got a framework as well, Melanie, with some examples of how you use testimonials and case studies. Yeah. So first of all, this is a double win for you as you're listening in. First of all, this is a great resource, but it's a way to see how we kind of lace in some testimonials and case studies inside a piece of content. It's my seven-step framework that will add another six figures to your business and Inside that, if you go to amplifywithmillie.com, it's free. You can download it. We've had a few showcases of people that used different pieces of the framework and got great results in their business. So that is a great way for you to see firsthand another strategy of how to showcase testimonials that's, first of all, helpful to the audience or the person consuming it, but also a great resource for you as you're listening in today. Absolutely. And once you've gone over and had a look, we'd love to hear your ideas of how you can use case studies and testimonials more in your business to create more credibility and more trust. So you can head over to our social platforms, which are linked up in the show notes and tag both Melanie and myself so that we can stay connected and continue this conversation. Melanie, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today about this topic. I've absolutely loved it. Me too. Thanks for helping me co-create another powerful episode. Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of Next Level Influence. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level Influence. Before you go, would you subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player? We'd love to know what your greatest takeaway was from today's episode. Take a screenshot of the show and share with us on social and be sure to tag us too so we can connect. Tune in next week for another Next Level Influence episode.